Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey cuties, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about the things and people that don't get talked about enough or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties, today on Our Private Bits, we have Antonia Fifi joining us. She's an on-air fashion expert on CTV's The Good Stuff and an award-winning fashion and lifestyle content creator. Want to say hi, Antonia? Hi! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad. Honestly, you have been someone that has, like, you know, I feel like we've been, like, in the same room as each other a lot, but like haven't had like a really a good moment to like chat and get to know each other. But like, I'm so drawn towards you and your fabulosity. Likewise, the <laughs> feeling is mutual. Uh, and I just appreciate everything you're doing online. I think it's so important, I think, to like fight stigma when it comes to like age and just wearing what you want to wear. So yeah, I, I, I'm super excited. And I echo <laughs> that sentiment towards you uh, in your space. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. 100%. So I guess just maybe where we can kind of start with this is mm-hmm. like, can you tell me a little bit about like, how did you get into fashion? Like, wh- where did this come from, you know, for yourself? Okay, so fashion for me, you know, the truth is that like, I come from a family of artists. Oh, cool. Of which I never really considered myself. In the Caribbean, you kind of streamlined really early into the subject that you want to do. And okay. I always had a math brain. So I went um, just really organically into business subjects mm. and considered myself an academic. Yes. But my aunt and my sister and, you know, a, a few, both of my aunts, actually, yes. my dad's side are, you know, artists, like fine artists. Okay. And um, I suppose I realized now that fashion is and always has been mm-hmm. my art. 100%. When my parents, uh, when I was really young, I was about eight when my parents split. Okay. And eventually, you know, my dad used to give my mom you know, money. We lived with her most of the time. Mm-hmm. He used to give her money to take care of us and whatnot. And she gave it all to me in my hand by the time I was about 13. Wow. And I spent all of it on clothes. <laughs> you know I mean? like, <laughs> like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> the whole lot of it. So when I think back now, I guess, you know, I was always just drawn to it. And now yeah. I realize that there was probably an artistic vein that just was in my blood. And mm. this is definitely my art form. I love it. Were you like, when you were younger, like, or clothes, something that was like part of your self-expression or like 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. What was like what was your a classic baby Antonia like outfit? What, what was your go-to? You know what's so funny yeah. is that I feel like I was never 
Um, I was never like age appropriate. I remember one okay. time I bought, like I specifically remember this and I must have been about 16 years yeah. old and I bought this like pencil skirt Ooh. and this little um, spaghetti strap tank top. Yes. It was a set. It was black and it was embroidered and it looked really mature. You yes. know what I mean? It was like knee length. Yeah, yeah. And I was just always attracted to things that were different and that stood out. I think yeah. the truth is that I think that I wasn't the most confident kid mm. and fashion definitely was my means of like, you know, raising the bar of my confidence, of standing out and expressing myself and feeling pretty. Totally. I completely relate with that because yeah. it's like, I don't know, like I, I was I was a very like introverted person growing mm -hmm. up and like, mm -hmm. you know, fashion for me was like, it felt like an easier step. I was like, okay, I can wear mm -hmm. this cool outfit because I, I don't know like for my personality that I can be that bold, like as, as seeing other people around me. So I love yeah. using fashion again, like as that way to like, make yeah. me feel more confident or give absolutely. me some sort of sense of confidence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The same. Yeah. So what do you feel the most confident in now? Like, what is your, like, what's your go-to? Oh, my gosh. You know, I feel like I have such an eclectic <laughs> style. that can't, it. Yeah, that can't really be defined. So I, for me, you know, my watch words, you know, my fashion words, I think are bold, feminine, mm -hmm. and boho. Yes. And I don't think that has to look like any one thing. It's just that the combination in every outfit will likely have some combination of those things. Mm -hmm. So if there's one thing, maybe it's statement earrings. You know, yeah. I'm always yes, in do. statement earrings. <laughs> I love it. I really need to transition into necklaces because the <laughs> earrings get lost in my hair. <laughs> but like, but yeah, maybe it's statement earrings. Or yeah, that's the piece. Like I, a lot of the time, I feel like if I don't have earrings on, some yeah. sort of earring. I'm leaving the house. I'm a boy. I'm actually a yes. boy. I'm I'm not a girl anymore. <laughs> like, you know, so like I need earrings to feel feminine. I think I like that. But um, yeah, they they do that for me. But but there's no look per se. Mm -hmm. It's really just a vibe. Totally. Yeah. And and I think it's true. It's like I love it that we can have these sort of like items in our wardrobe mm -hmm. that that are give us like that extra boost. Like, you know, for me, it's like mm -hmm. when I wear a heel, like I just, yeah. I feel so like powerful mm -hmm. and tall mm -hmm. and like, you know, it just like <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. the way I hold my body is different, you know? So yeah, I, I guess sure. it's similar with the earring too, yeah, right? 100%, yeah, 100%, yeah. Those, those are items. And I think it's important for people to know that they can, you know, like you can find these these things and, and you know, these things aren't going to take like years of, of internal practice that, you know, you can go out and maybe it's a lipstick or maybe it's like an eyeshadow color or whatever, like, yeah. you know, to encourage people to like find those sort of moments in their life that they're, they're, they're empowering themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that spin on it. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh, mm -hmm. I love it. Now, mm -hmm. something that I, I, I just recently learned about you is that you immigrated to Canada. So I didn't know that about you prior, prior oh. to knowing. So yeah. what was that like? like immigrating and how old were you when you came here? Well, that's a long story. Yes. It didn't start um, recently because I did okay. move back in 2018, but I came originally for boarding school okay. actually when I was 16. No way. Yeah. Wow. So I came for boarding school. My sister was here prior. Um, and it was Toronto, right? Yeah, in yeah. Toronto. Okay. And um, I only had one year of boarding school and then I went to U of T. Yes. So I was here originally as, you know, a student, as yes. a student. Okay. I went to U of T. I did commerce. Like I said, I was always sort of streamlined into business mm -hmm. subjects. And then when I graduated from U of T, I realized because, I mean, being in Toronto only yes. heightened the love and also the ability to really explore fashion mm -hmm. because it was an industry here that I totally. thought, okay, wow, now I could actually make a living out of this. So yeah. maybe I want to do this instead. Something that wasn't necessarily available in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And luckily, because my dad, you know, at the time was the one who was funding my studies. Yes. He, I give him a lot of props for this because I think that there are a lot of West Indian, you know, Caribbean parents mm -hmm. that don't really see the value in art. Yes. And 
I very nervously said, I'd like to go back and do fashion design. I don't want to start working because I know I'm going to get into the business world and then it's going to feel like too much to give up to go back to school. Totally. So I want to go straight into this and I want to do fashion design. I love it. And he backed me, which blew my mind. Um, but my sister probably paved the way because she was doing an art degree at the time. Okay. So I did fashion design and then I stayed on here and I worked as a fashion buyer for a couple of years oh, before cool. moving back to the Caribbean. Yeah, wow. So I moved back in 2006, stayed there for 12 years. Okay, no way. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really was, I thought at the time that like this is permanent, I'm going back to the Caribbean. Yes. And you know, it's so funny because I was 26 and at the time I felt like my parents are aging and mm. oh my God, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were good. They were in there, like my dad was in his 60s. He was good. Yeah, he's fine. But in any event, um, and then, you know, my son was born in 2010 and okay. he had some developmental differences. Mm. So that kind of changed things around, changed priorities. Okay. And we came back in 2018 because I wanted to bring him here to a cognitive therapeutic school. Okay. Uh, that, you know, Toronto, there are really not many of them, um, you know, throughout the world, this specific type really? of, okay. of school. So I wanted to bring him here for that. And we figured, I mean, I could go back and forth, mm -hmm. but the whole family would come. So we all came and it's interesting because it is an entirely different experience being here as a visa student yes. that really is assigned a lot more respect. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the application, you know, for your visa, okay. there is priority given to the visa students really? because of the amount of money that they spend yeah, in the economy, so right? Yeah, that now when you have to renew your applications, they're given priority as wow. a permanent resident that yeah. I am now, yes. you know, as an immigrant. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot longer of a process to get your visa renewed again. Wow. So even that just shows, you know, the respect that's given mm -hmm. under a visa student. And now today you're an immigrant. Huh. Like that's such a different experience. Absolutely. And even coming back and deciding that, um, no, not deciding that. Like I'm just getting yeah. lost in thoughts <laughs> right now. I'm like, there's so many things that I want to tell you. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, you know, so as a as an as an immigrant now, yeah, no, as coming back, you know now that you are starting from scratch. Yes. So I had had 12 years of experience, mm -hmm. you know, moving back to Trinidad, and I had opened my own stores. I had worked really? here as a fashion buyer and opened my own stores when I got back. But I knew that that 12 years was going to amount to very little mm -hmm. because the system here tells you that you there's so much emphasis placed on Canadian experience. Totally. And therefore, you can come from anywhere in the world mm -hmm. and still come back here to work under someone that has really a fraction of the experience you have in yes. any field, right? It's so messed up. <laughs> it, it really is. Because I think about the number of doctors and all of yes. these people. Like I've heard, you know, doctors that have had to redo years of schooling mm -hmm. because there was no accreditation for what, you know, there was no, you know, thing given to what they had, they had received in their own country. Yeah. And I understand the thought process, but yes. really there needs to be, something needs to be done. Like there needs to be a different system in place to allow these things to, to translate over. 100%. Right? Because I think that that's a big reason, for example, me in this space, there is some diversity yes. in in fact, in the influencer world, in the media world, mm -hmm. because I get to work in both. I'm really excited about that. And there is some diversity when we look at, you know, what we're looking like. But what we sound like, yes. there's not so much. Totally. There are not a lot of immigrant voices, yes. immigrant accents in yes. the space. And I think that that's a big part of the reason. Mm -hmm. Because by the time we get over here, we are not allowed 
to um to progress in the same way mm-hmm. or you know to to start back where we were because of the way the things are in place here and i think that's a big part of the reason that that of what my following resonates with yeah. um not only okay is she you know is she a mixed race woman is she a black mixed mm-hmm. race woman and all of these things but she's an immigrant yes and our immigrant population i think the last time i saw it on the television cuz i don't keep up with these things but i feel yes. like it was 23% it was some really incredible percent yes. and yet certainly that's not you know the representation no. in our media space because you were heard in our voices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're so right. So how long did it take you total to like finally get your permanent re- residency for here in Canada? Um, well, the application yeah. actually for me to come over yeah. was really quick. Okay. I was one of those that got it really quickly. But okay. what I mean, when I was talking about it, I was talking about like the renewal process. Yes. Okay. Once you're here, it lasts five years. You okay. get your PR card in the last five years. And then you have to renew it every five years mm. unless you've already applied for citizenship. Okay. And that process, I've seen people take two years to get their card oh renewed. And the crazy thing is that two years, you can't travel. No way. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's, and and I awful. and coming from Trinidad, I felt yeah. like, oh wow, you know, I'm in Canada. This is gonna yes. take like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I think it took us. It took us a few months because so, we went through that. We've been here for five years already. Um, but again, you know, as a as a student, as a visa student, a lot of it, it was. A, I felt you know there there's a certain respect that's not the same once you change that status yes. to immigrant. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's it needs crazy. it needs to change because I think there's mm-hmm. also like. It's not just like the principal part of it. It's like also the psychological effects of it, right? Of like I can't imagine what everyone in your family was going through. Like I, I dated someone who was from um, Costa Rica for a mm-hmm. while. And mm-hmm. like it was the same thing. He, I think he was waiting for over three years to try to get his permanent residency here. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's like it's such an emotional sort of journey going on that because like you just don't know and you don't hear anything. And you're yeah. just like waiting to get that letter or that email or whatever, you know, just to like find out if you've like been approved and like I don't know how, no, how did you cope absolutely. with that yeah. I mean the thing for us is that we got the approval came really quickly it yes. came within four months okay um when I applied for it in Trinidad yes. and again you know the Canadian system places a lot of emphasis mm-hmm. on your Canadian experience yes. and luckily for us I had gone to school in Canada yeah. I had all of these things and totally. therefore you know I got through really easily yes. but my sister for example yeah. has been in those types of situations she was in the U.S. but where like like you were saying, like this status of being on a visa is yeah. something that's plays such an emotional toll totally. because your life is consistently in the hands of someone else. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And it's I I I mean yeah, they, they should be so. paying for our therapy, you know, therapy <laughs> yeah. afterwards because it's like, oh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's another thing the it. Canadian system needs to do. Include therapy into that um uh, into, into our healthcare system. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm paying like a down payment on a house to go to therapy. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, that's another but I know. <laughs> that's for another time. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Now, all of that aside, I guess like what was what were like some of the things that I maybe you noticed that were like different about Canada? So I know you said like you had a fashion industry in, mm-hmm. in comparison to the Caribbean, but was there mm-hmm. anything else that like you that really like stood out to you about like living well, in Canada? Yeah. Well, again, you know, I get this beautiful. Um, I'm in this beautiful position where I can compare it to when I came here at 16, mm-hmm. left for 12 years, yes. and then I came back in 2018. Yeah. And in 2018, what I loved is that. I felt like in Toronto, because I have to speak to Toronto, 
Um, you know, you can't you can't feel like an outsider. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. Everywhere that I walk, there are accents that yes. are not necessarily mine. Totally. But we're all speaking in a different accent. Yeah. And I love that. Same. I cannot feel like an outsider. And I remember one day I was actually at um sitting in a restaurant with mm -hmm. my kids, and these two guys were sitting together and they were holding hands. They were obviously a yeah. couple and yeah. holding hands. That yeah. So beautiful. I love that. I love uh, that my kids are growing up yes. in a society where that is on display totally. so that they're going to see that as normal. Yes. The other thing is that my daughter's teacher a couple mm -hmm. years ago is a transgender man. I love that. I love that. Uh, that's so Again, cool. like there's no way to teach acceptance, like yes. being being exposed to it. Yes. There's nothing that's going to replace that. Oh my gosh, I that. couldn't agree you know, more with you. you. When that's the norm, the, the way that I see my kids thinking now, mm -hmm. I'm so glad that they've spent this five years here. Yeah. Because I can see that they, they it has affected the way that they mm -hmm. think. What is normal to them and it's beautiful. Oh, it's I like, love that. Do you feel that like, I guess like in in the Caribbean, like is it, it's still obviously like, it's not as progressive in that, in that yeah, way. When it it absolutely, I mean, we're not, you know, like I'm definitely not one that will ever say that I came for a better life. Like, yes. you know, there's this, totally. you know, there's this narrative <laughs> yeah. that we all leave yeah. because the grass is so much greener yeah, over I mean, here. That's bullshit, but yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So I don't preach that. But absolutely, you know, we have to call it as it is. And we're mm -hmm. certainly not. I mean, I think that Toronto yeah. is quite ahead of a, a lot of the world. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so not not the Caribbean in isolation. Yes. So they definitely would not have been exposed to that. Yeah. This is something that is certainly you know, been a benefit of this move. Absolutely. And, yeah. and honestly, like I, I felt the same way, like when I moved to Toronto, I'm from a super small rural town mm -hmm. and like the East Coast absolutely. of Canada, you know, and yeah. it was like the same thing. I was like, I remember coming here and like trying all the different foods and seeing yeah. people from different countries and like going yeah. to the different neighborhoods that are dedicated to those different parts of the world. And I was like, oh, this yeah, is amazing, you know, because I just, I was only ever around white people in my town. Like I remember there was like mm -hmm. one family that was from China and that was like it in my in my town and like yeah. I never got to see any other walk of life and yeah I don't know I, I that's something I would never take back and I, I love about Toronto it's such a like cool like melting pot of all of these different sort of cultures all coming together and yeah. I, I think it's I think it's awesome yeah absolutely <laughs> you can't you can't teach that you know no, you really yeah. can't and yeah. I, I love that you brought that up yeah now, mm -hmm. where did like, I, I guess, like, was there a moment for you in your sort of fashion journey now that now that you're, you know, you've been working in fashion and, and for so many years of your life mm -hmm. that you were like, I'm no longer going to allow like sort of age and these like societal mm -hmm. sort of like pressures or stigmas like define what I wear. Because I, I think you're very yeah. like, oh. you're very bold with your fashion and I love it. It yeah, makes thank me so happy. You. <laughs> you, know, you know, the thing is that I get asked this question a lot yeah. in like in, in different forms. Okay. And I always feel like I'm the wrong person to ask this question to because I think this is just natural for me. I don't think there was ever a point where mm -hmm. it switched. Yes. And I think that has a lot to do with the way that I was raised yeah. because I never saw my parents. Age was never a barrier mm. to anything. And yeah. therefore that translated to me across the board into fashion, yes. into achieving my goals, into all those types of things. And I will say, though, that now that my parents are in their 60s mm -hmm. and, you know, my dad is in his 80s. Yeah does love a younger woman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that you know now I hear some you know little snippets that suggest how 
things, how age is going to slow them down, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'm aware, so therefore, that's probably something, this is a frame of mind that I might yes. take with me into that age group. Yeah. But certainly not in their 40s and 50s. No. This was Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not something that they thought of. And therefore... I don't think I'm an example of, okay, this is how we own it and this is how we're going to mm -hmm. do it and this is what I did to achieve it. This is just a part of me. I'm not an example of that. I'm an example of she did it so I can do it too. Yes. You know? Absolutely. I yeah. think people can be inspired because I think sometimes people need that, like, that person to like give them that little spark or that little bit of hope or that confidence, you know, to go and like be like, okay, I'm giving myself permission yes, to sure. start like owning that. But do you think that like, I guess like, you know, obviously I, I never grew up in the Caribbean, but mm. do you think that there's like a difference mm. between our cultures of like how we view age? Do you think that that would oh. maybe have something to do with it? Like, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And we definitely, I mean, I think that, you know, at least three times, you know, a day, yes. <laughs> I get followers saying, yes, because the Caribbean lifestyle keeps you young. Yes. So clearly it's something that mm. we believe in ourselves. We have a carnival culture. We yes. have a culture, you know, like almost a bit of a party culture, really, totally. that carnival culture. And we don't stop really into our 60s engaging yeah. in that type of activity. Really? You know That's what I mean? So cool. Yeah. I mean, they may not be on the streets parading, but a lot of us are actually. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely, you know, we have parties specific for that age group. There's yes. no like partying is for teens, you know? So certainly that's part of it. And the dress code that goes along with that. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it allows oh. you, you know, I think that maybe even when I was in my 20s, I still yeah. had the mindset of, oh, what's that lady doing in the party and why is she wearing that? Yeah. I'm sure at that time, but all the 40 and 50 year olds. Yeah, they're would, in the full regalia. Oh, like 100%. The and, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, we have permission. You have full permission to do as you please. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it needs to change, you know, I think it's like, you know, it's so interesting because like, you know, with Canada, you know, it's being so connected to like, you know, the colonization coming from, mm -hmm. you know, from England and, and France. And it's like, you know, I think that the mm -hmm. sort of like those societal like mm -hmm. standards that mm -hmm. like, especially like the royal monarchy like mm -hmm. have created of like, sure. you know, a woman of this age should, you know, never show like this, you know, and it's yeah, like sure. all of these sort of rules. And it's like, I don't know. I, I like it's something that I find for myself anyway. It's like mm -hmm. I'm, even you know as a as a you know a non-binary queer person, it's like mm -hmm. I'm still having to unlearn a lot mm -hmm. of these sort of things or just like the way that I'm like thinking about people because you know sometimes I'll look at someone like wearing something and I'm like oh my god like they they shouldn't wear that and I'm like wait why am I why am I even like saying that yeah. inside of my head yeah. you know no but like, it's interesting that you say that because yeah. you say even 
as a non-binary queer person. But that's not something that you chose. That's who you are. Yes. This is something that you were taught. Yes. You know what I mean? So those are two entirely different things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Mm. know. I I think it's like, it's something that I'm, you know, not only myself, but other people I'm trying, trying to like challenge, you know, I think the way that we are the way that we create thoughts, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of unlearning that we have to do. Yeah. Across the board. A lot of us indoctrinated into how we should behave. Totally. And for sure, we don't get the messaging from young no. that we should be ourselves. Yes. You know, there are a lot of ways that we should behave. And very rarely is that just like you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So true. So mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So like, so you have what? How many kids do you have? I have two. Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what do your kids think about like all of your fashion? Like now, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I'm curious. About yeah. This. Yeah. yeah. Well, my daughter's 15. Yes. So she's at the age of homeless dressing. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like homelessness. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so true. <laughs> so every time I ask her, you know, I like, what do you think of this? She's like, oh, it looks great. I was like, yeah. you like it? You, you, you know, you can always borrow it. She's like, oh, it looks great for you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> it looks great for you. So she's not there yet, but I'm yeah. fairly confident that I just need to give her a few years, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to my yeah. stuff and give her a few years and she's going to be into it. But she's um, definitely, definitely, they support me. That's you know, good. they're really supportive. Yes. But, um, but yeah, they're not quite feeling it. They think I'm loud. They think yeah, I'm pretty loud. Totally. Yeah. But it's funny how it's like the opposites too, though. Like yeah. I, I find like, I don't know. I, it's like me and even my other siblings. Like I yeah. feel like I'm definitely like the boldest one of the group. Right. You know, right, and like sure. my other siblings are very like, you know. Same with me and my simple. siblings. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think and that might I might have that effect on them. Yes. They're like, okay, I have this mother that is so loud. Yeah. So I'm going to be an all neutrals for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm a bit curious too, though, is like, I know you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier about like, not, I guess, like hearing representation in, in the voices, but sure. like, I guess like, what is it, what has it been like, I guess, like navigating sort of this world of not only just fashion, but working in TV media as, mm-hmm. you know, like as a woman of color, like, mm-hmm. h- have you felt like there has been like a lot of barriers that you've had to face and like, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious about like your own personal view. Yeah, on this. sure. And again, you know, like I feel like this, as you know, yes. you know what I mean. Like this is a really um, a personal experience, yes, and absolutely. so I don't speak for the mass totally. at all. And I think that my experience has been really welcoming. I, I believe, you know, in all of our success, mm-hmm. you know, there's a part of that that is hard work, and there's a part of that that is luck. Yes. And I give, I assign, you know, and and thank my blessings for the part of that that mm-hmm. was luck, because part of it was me showing up on social media and deciding that I'm going to be confident, confident mm-hmm. enough to do this. Yes. And then part of it was, you know, a producer just happens to come across my content and invite me into the studio because that's how I got on to television mm-hmm. over here. Really? They reached out to me that's from so cool. TikTok. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> wild, right? So, so I've been really lucky in that space. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, I think that I'm talented. Yes. I think that there are a lot of talented people. Yes. At Absolutely. the same time, you know what I mean? That don't get those experiences. So I really try to balance the two. Also, you know, to to keep yourself. I think that part, the, the only way to, for me, mm-hmm. I think, to continue to be successful is to stay humble and grounded. Totally. Otherwise, you kind of lose track of how you got here in the yes. first place. And you start to go off course. Um, so I can't say that I've had bad experiences. They've mm-hmm. really all been really incredible working with great teams i've never felt i mean i hear it the truth Mm -hmm. is that there are always whispers that 
you are the representation that they need to have mm -hmm. and they have chosen you because you are going to be you are going to you know serve as a number mm -hmm. and i hear that all the time yeah. and of course it affects the way that i um view you know i i think for a minute to be honest yeah. for a very, for a moment i think okay like i i i'm, I'm evaluating faces that day you know yeah. but it never comes through. Like, I really authentically feel appreciated. Totally. And yeah. I think, like, for both of us, you know, working in television, you know, and in fashion, it's like, yes, okay, maybe we are checking off a box, sure. you know, but I yeah. also think that it, we're given an opportunity to also, like, create change. And, like, we can yeah. use our our influence and our power and, and our reputation that we're creating in this industry, I think, to, like, open more doors for other people. And it's like, okay, yes, like, maybe... Who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's yeah. not. Yeah. Maybe it is that. Maybe it's not that. But yeah. I still think that like I have the power to like bring in more people, you know, yeah. and like who are the models that I'm using for my segment? You know, who are the designers that I'm featuring? Absolutely. You know, and it's like, Absolutely. so I think it's I think it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're only there because of this. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I am. But like, I'm trying to use the most of what I can do while I'm there. Absolutely. You know? Which is, you know, a big reason that I speak in my Trinidadian accent. Yeah, I, I feel like it. that is so important. Totally. Again, for all the reasons I said about not only being a black mixed race woman, mm -hmm. but being an immigrant yes. and being really clear of how proud I am yes. to be an immigrant in this country. You know? I love that you, honestly, because it's like, you know, and just having this conversation with you, I've never actually thought, you know, it's like, you know, I, I think about the physical like representation, yeah. but not mm -hmm. like the like the vocal representation of it. And I, I, I think that that's it is so important because it's like, you know, how how many people do you meet that are just like speaking, you know, what Canadian English is like we all have mm -hmm. such a, a variety of accents or, you know, mm -hmm. like a mix, you know, so it's like. Yeah, I think that that's also, it's something that's like, it's making yeah. me like be like, okay, how can I like incorporate more of this into like the work that I'm doing? No, it's it's been yeah. such a beautiful experience yeah. because I feel now, particularly as my page has grown so rapidly yes. this year, that every time I walk out on the, onto the streets, immigrant Canadian, other Canadian mm -hmm. immigrants stop me yeah. every single day. And I recognize the way I recognize yeah. the, you know, the responsibility that I have totally. to continue to represent in this way yes. and to be proud in this space as my authentic self. I'll use one of the catchphrases totally. here just because we all relate it, you yeah. know? Um, and, and it feels that's, I mean, that's the most beautiful part of the job. Yeah, no, you're, you're so right. Like I'm reading right now. I mean, this is like sort of, sort of related, but yeah. I'm reading Sir Patrick Stewart's like his biography and he's talking about like, even, you know, he's from England, but yeah. when he first started acting and like, he was taught by a voice coach, how he had to speak English and yeah. he had to remove the accent that he had where he grew up yes. and he had like a very, like, yes. I forget where he was from, but it's like, you know, I think it's like, no, like. I think, again, it's like another piece of like embracing and celebrating people's cultures. And like that should not be something that someone wants to get rid of. It's like, no, you know, and, and, and we should be supporting that even even more, you it, know, so, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. and, and you say that and it kind of just, you know, made mm -hmm. me think of something that my mom is Venezuelan, actually. Yeah. She's oh, not cool. Trinidad, she's Venezuelan. And she came to Trinidad yes. when she was 15. And back in those days, mm -hmm. um, and even today, you know, I think she felt discriminated against yes. as a Venezuelan in Trinidad. Yeah. And therefore, she tried to remove her language, <clears throat> to ah, remove her accent. She didn't even really want to pass Spanish yeah. on to us. 
you know, a lot of it. And I see her now, <clears throat> excuse me, okay. I see her now being really proud of how proud I am mm. of my Latin roots. Like I yeah. love that I have this, totally. all this mix, you know, like I'm so proud of it. But she's surprised by that because that's mm. not something that she felt. Yes. And that's been important to me. When my kids came as well, mm -hmm. you know, naturally, of course, they came at eight and 10, so they're going to lose their accents. Yes. But they also made an effort to do so. My daughter in yeah. particular made an effort to do so. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. Again, you want to be included. You're in a yeah. new school. You're 10 years old. Totally. You don't want to be the odd kid out. Yeah. So very quickly, she started speaking in a Canadian accent. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, did not discourage her from that either. Yeah. It's going to happen over the course of time in totally. any event. But all of those things speak to wanting to be included. Mm -hmm. And I have in this space, you know, realized that the easiest way for me to have gotten overlooked mm -hmm. would to be would be to blend in. Yeah, exactly. Had I blended in, would you have stopped scrolling on that TikTok? Totally. Probably not. No. If I had a Canadian accent, would I stand out from the other curly haired, yeah. you know, girls that you were watching doing totally. fashion videos? Probably not. No. So the easiest way, really, I say this, you know, to my kids, the easiest way to get overlooked is to blend in. Yeah. So be you and do you. Exactly. I'm yeah. all about, you know, those little things that, you know, sometimes we might think that we need to change about ourselves or mm -hmm. really our superpower, oh, you know? 100%. And it's like, yeah. I think the moment we reclaim our power and start embracing those parts of ourselves, do we like actually, I think, find the most truest version of who we're supposed to be, you know, mm -hmm. and the joy that comes with it. So, mm -hmm. And yeah. then things become so easy. Agreed. <laughs> it becomes so easy. You felt that. Yeah, I saw you it. spending so yeah. much time in your head, oh like, my thinking gosh. about it, you know? On my page, in my social media, now that I feel relaxed enough to yeah. be me, this is like a great job. Like, I love this job. Totally. I could not say this last year yeah. because it was constantly trying to think about how to how to create and what to create yeah. and who to show up as. Totally. Right now, oh my gosh, I just relaxed in it and now I'm having fun with it. I enjoy my job. I love waking uh, up in the morning to create content. An entirely different experience when you relax into yourself. I love it. I love to hear it. <laughs> now, I'm curious too, like, was there a particular video that was like your first sort of viral moment where like mm. you really felt like your, your social media like started blowing up? Yeah, there yeah. were two that made me realize, I think what it did, it made me realize what my following mm. wanted out of me. Okay. Um, and one of them was, it was around carnival time this okay. year. And I did a video on some, um, on different songs, on soca songs, yes. right? And it's, I, I can't even remember the video was exactly, but I did a few of them after that. And it was just like, how well do you know your music kind of thing and different yes. soca songs. So that was like my ode to it. It's Carnival and yeah. I'm Trinidadian in this totally. space. So I want to do that. And immediately there were so many shares of this that yes. I realized, oh, wow, you guys really want me to put us to put yes. us on display to be a proud Trinidadian mm -hmm. to like you know really get into the root of who I am yes and then so it was around the same time because in February of this year I did a campaign for Black History Month okay and you know I got to choose which um um, which business I wanted to promote because mm -hmm. it was promoting businesses, different black businesses. And I did one on a Caribbean restaurant. Love it. And this was an ad, you know what yeah. I mean? And you know what engagement is like for yes, ads. You don't totally. expect it's to tough. get all, ev I think every single Caribbean person that follows me <laughs> in Toronto shared that oh ad. Oh my God, that's right? so nice. Again, and all of a sudden I realized, okay, wow, you are, it is not enough for me to be 
a, another black face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, again, the representation matters. Yes. Seeing ourselves in someone in media, on social, totally. that matters. I realize you want me to go one step further mm-hmm. and you want me to highlight our community yes. and to highlight our culture. And I leaned into that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's like, to your point, like, you know, so many of these conversations that I have on this podcast, you know, with different people of color, it's like, you know, a lot of their like upbringing has been so much of like trying to like make them, mm-hmm. you know, more mm-hmm. American or more mm-hmm. white or mm-hmm. like more Canadian. And it's like mm-hmm. been so much of this like erasure of their culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I love that we're sort of in this moment where so many of these like amazing cultures are finally getting, I think, their moment to be celebrated in a way that's like not being stigmatized, you know, and not mm-hmm. being degraded. And mm-hmm. and I, just, I think it's so beautiful. And it makes me so excited. Not being stigmatized. Absolutely. Exactly. And the beautiful thing is, you know, I was having this conversation yeah. with a friend recently and he assumed that so much of my following would be from all over the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that, you know, the minute again, because I... From the next step after after realizing and it started to progress and progress yes. is that I started speaking to camera. I started yeah. speaking in my accent. So now you're so aware that yes. I am a Caribbean person. Totally. Or at least, you know, you if you're not familiar with the accent, you're hinting in your mind, you figure, oh, okay, she's yes. from somewhere else. And I started, you know, really showing up as speaking in slang, mm-hmm. speaking in, you know, terms that we, you know, we use in the Caribbean, that type of thing. And... So therefore, he assumed that so much of my following would therefore be other Caribbean people. Yeah. Not the case, right? That we are so drawn, like we kind of discount how much we are interested in, like this is a different world, you know? We are so drawn to our differences. Totally. We are so drawn to the beauty of Caribbean culture. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell Caribbean people to stand up and own your Caribbeanness because the rest of the world loves us. 100%. You know, 100%. And And to really claim that. So that has shown, you know, these, this, this, my following now, and it also shows that we all appreciate art, mm-hmm. you know, and therefore when you're scrolling, the art of fashion appeals to everyone. It absolutely. Does. And so the combination of the culture and the art together, now I have a following that is so diverse mm-hmm. of Caribbean people, of all of the really places in the world that are kind of fashion hubs. You know, I have like Australians and UK would be, mm-hmm. you know, the ones at the bottom, obviously a very ca- yes. large Canadian following. Yeah. But I love to see that now, that the mix is all, to- all you know, creeds and races yes. that can appreciate those two when you bring when you merge them together. Totally. I, I, I totally feel you. Like my following is so like, it's like Mexico and Brazil yeah. and like, you yeah. know, I have a, like a, a, like a lot in Europe too. And I'm like, this is yes. such an interesting sort of like mix of people that are like just drawn, drawn yeah. to you on social media. And yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think it's fascinating and love that, you know, we're able to sort of create these sort of communities online, you know, of bringing these people together. That's like a safe space, you know? Yeah. yeah so. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, my love, thank you so much for coming on this podcast with me. I'm so glad that we could chat. Yeah, you were such a gem. It's like infectious <laughs> hearing you talk about, you. about everything, but I just adore you and can't wait to continue watching you just con- just continue to bloom because you. this is just the beginning, I think, for you. So. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I just want to say one yes, last thing because I feel like people listening need to hear this too is that, you know, one of the things I was nervous about yeah. was my voice. 
Like I've all, I've grown up always feeling like my boy my voice was boyish. I had so many experiences where huh. people mistook it if they yeah. didn't see me for for a guy, and um, and so many things, you know. And that was one of the things that held me back as well. Yes. And now. You know, the most common comment I get entirely unprovoked is yeah. that I love your voice. It's so soothing. It's so sexy. I just got one of those comments on my way over here. I love it. So it's again, true. just another reason to just lean into yourself and to who you are. And you will soon recognize that those are your strengths. I couldn't agree more. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.